What's up? What's up? Hey, is this thing on? It's Maya Nicole, and this is episode one, Kasia Initiation, G-Checking, and Black and Chilean Sea Bass on the Flavor House Podcast. This is so exciting for me because even though I'm on the radio, I have to say, I didn't think I would jump in the podcast game. It seems like a natural thought, like, okay, radio, podcast, but it wasn't. But the way things started to align that this ended up being a perfect place to be. It feels so good to be here. I am your host, Maya Nicole, creator of Flavor Food Co. and all the brands under the Flavor Food Co. umbrella, Lapitas, Willie D's, and the Flavor House. So please stay tuned because we have so much more coming to your kitchen. So I can't wait for you to try all the new stuff we got coming this summer. Okay, are you ready to cook some ish up? Let's do it. Here on the Flavor House podcast, we will discuss taste-provoking recipes that I create, other chefs might create, but mostly me, because you know your girl knows how to cook. She's a chef. Um, Current food and urban culture, I have so much to talk about with that. Mental health and entrepreneurship and what that really means when you become an entrepreneur. It's very important for me to talk about those things and anything in between, completely unfiltered conversation. So if your ears can't handle what you might hear, I advise you to turn somewhere else, but I promise you, you will love what we talk about during our time when you listen to the podcast. So make sure you tune in every week, listen and indulge your senses because it's going to be very juicy. I can say that for sure. a lot about me mainly because I want this podcast to be a safe space being extremely transparent here which isn't the norm being guarded is something I developed over years and I went through a lot of transition and to share those real moments on social media I think would have gotten swallowed in algorithm and swiping and in reality someone who would have needed to see those moments to know they aren't alone in their journey as well would have missed that information I could have posted something and someone could have came to me and said hey I was right there where you were. This is how I navigated through and out of that space, or this is how I end up being at this place. So social media algorithm wouldn't have allowed that to a capacity, and I just wasn't with that. And I think on a transparency scale on social media, I'm at a C plus. <laughs> and you know the C plus where the teacher sends you home with the C minus, but you got the same color pen she has, so you go put the slash there because you got a C <laughs> now you got a C plus. That's that's my grade for right now. But I said, you know what? This podcast can replace your self meetings you have with yourself and you can speak to other real niggas and have that conversation and get that dialogue and stop talking to your friends to death and your family to death about things and start talking to other people about (laughs) the things you want to talk about. So this, again, is a great space for me to be in. A few moments ago, I shared with you that the podcast game wasn't something I thought I would jump into. That was for a number of reasons. Time, the fear of commitment, low key, and overstretching my efforts with my business. 
all conversations we're going to definitely have at a later time but when the opportunity came to be a part of hulu disney and reaching the people who love that that those brands we said oh no 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 no! it is time to step things up we began researching and we learned about the infamous cord cutters i'm a cord cutter and you probably are too but just that psyche of who those people are and how did you check myself and say nope this is going to require you to be a lot more open because your c plus minus little grade that you have and engagement isn't going to fly over there and honestly it's just not going to fly anymore the infamous core cutters want more and honestly it's time to give them that it's time to give yourself that to be able to shine the way you're supposed to and it drew the question why haven't you engaged more why haven't you let people into who you are a lot more than you have what stops you what's that fear and i had to answer some very very tough questions on my guarded wall came over the years struggling with people and getting them to understand who I was as a chef. I'm a black female with Afro-Latina, smoked barbecue, Creole, Cuban influences, and Cajun influences, and I can't help that. It runs through deep in my veins of my hands, it's in my heart, it's in my blood. And at some point in my insanity, I spent a lot of time trying to fit the standard of what I seen people respond to in regards to being a chef. It was driving me crazy. I used to have people walk in my restaurant and ask, do you have a burger? After looking at my menu, a menu that took six months to develop, a menu I was proud of, a menu I perfected, and initially when it was received, when when it was received, I found myself altering, altering it, and 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 realizing that people couldn't understand who I was. So maybe I needed to change that. Maybe I had to, maybe I was too much. Maybe this food is just too much. Maybe I do need to have a burger. And I'm telling you, when you do things like that in any aspect of your life, that's insanity. So after a lot of trial and error, standing firm in who I am, I said, F that, F it. I started to be way more confident in and what makes me the unique chef that I am. And not that I didn't have confidence in my cooking before, but it is exhausting to keep explaining somewhat defending myself to people who couldn't grasp me. I had an amazing supportive patrons that I don't really wanna say that, but they end up being friends. Some people I still speak to to this day since that, since me saying, hey, this is me and go get your burger somewhere else. But that took a lot of trial and error and doing that was the best thing I could have done for my brand and honestly for my mental. Okay, so Hulu says you can be a part of this platform and we immediately say let's start off with a national Willie D's commercial. At this time it was 
right before Mardi Gras season. And this is around the time I took my sabbatical to New Orleans a few years back, which is how Willie D's is inspired. It's all inspired by this trip. And just a lot of things that I, I took like this liking to not understanding a lot about my history and what makes me me. So like clockwork, all these feelings and emotions come to me around this time. I cook Cajun Creole food for weeks. The music, I just start diving myself into that. It's almost like an instinct around this time. And in April, which is my birthday, my life just always like leading up to that, it changes so much. So we say, okay, the first commercial we create, it just has to be Willie D's. We create the commercial. I show Jay. Well, I create the commercial because Jay does not like to cook. And she just uses the seasonings. And that's just as far as she goes. She might do a little bit of razzle-dazzle with a little bit of garlic on something. But she's not a cooker, okay? So I create the commercial. I show Jay. And she says, it's silent. And for some reason, that aspect of the commercial did not cross my head. I say to her, you know, you're right. Because I spent months or not months. Well, no, I'm lying. Months studying advertisement in general because I wanted to step it up. I said, you know what? Social media is great. It's amazing. But I want to roll with the big boys and I want to do national commercials. And I need to know how to do that properly. And for some reason, with all that studying, <laughs> I forgot the voiceover. So we start looking for a voiceover. When I was in New Orleans, I came across so, so many people that have that shaped my journey there and without them I don't know what would have happened and everything always happens the way it's supposed to happen but they really shaped my perception of that area shaped the perception of what I was looking for helped me connect with a lot of things down there so that that journey will forever be in my heart but I've always stayed in touch with the people that I've met there and one of the people I met was Miss Bordreau beautiful woman spunky and the epitome of what you imagine Anola race like grandmother would be she was a neighbor when we were staying at the airbnb in one of the neighborhoods how we met was i opened the window to get some air and this heavenly smell literally invaded the airspace in the airbnb it was actually rude because how could you have something so evasively delicious smelling and not offer someone what someone what you are cooking because at this point it's in that smell is in my clothes okay <laughs> and in new orleans some of the houses are really close to each other in my typical fashion I went next door, knocked on her door. She opens the door like a real gangster with this accent that I'm still struggling and still trying to decode when I'm there and get used to. Because you know I'm from Jersey and I've been places, but I've never heard. There's one thing about a New Orleans accent. you it, It's so unique and it blows you away every time you hear people speak because you're like, what? <laughs> it's the cutest thing. I think it's just super dope. So 
she opens the door like how like Ice Cube did in Fridays and she doesn't even say hello. She's like, what? And I'm like, oh, this lady is a trip. So fast forward, she makes my mom and I a huge bowl of gumbo and we've been friends ever since. So I check in with her from time to time. She's always supportive of my business and gives me advice, like that grandmotherly neighborhood grandmother advice. And one of the things that she always says to me is you have to learn how to give your business etiquette, grace, and poise, and allow it to be something that makes your life better. And you automatically assume, right, like you're in business so you can have a better life. But I don't know what these motivational speakers will tell you, but being an entrepreneur, when you start out, it's, it's, it's a beautiful experience, but it doesn't make your life easier. And she says that you have to train your business to be able to give you that peace that you're looking for. And I'm telling you, one day I hope she'll allow me to share more of the things we spoke about but it was one of the best things I could have heard, especially at that time. And I still go back to those moments now. Okay, but she's always been supportive of my business. I call her and I tell her about Hulu and how we are looking for a voiceover for our first national Willie D's commercial. And she instantly G-checks me. And it's like, how? And she's like, how are you looking for a voiceover for someone from New Orleans, not in New Orleans? Now, first of all, I'm like, all right, lady, don't get it twisted. We were looking for that, but it wasn't as easy as it sounds when you're dealing with now people are starting to take control over their intellectual properties and the things that they contribute to media. And it's very hard to find someone who doesn't want rights to your commercial for 20 years and 3% of your sales and all these things and licensing and things that we while you are giving us the voiceover and I could have very much well done it or created a new concept for the commercial, we really work hard to push the brand on, on, an, on another scale. Okay. So no, that sounds ludicrous to me, but we, we just found an increasingly hard. And I said, well, it's not like we weren't looking, but we, our options are very slim. So as we're talking in the middle and this is like this this thing that she's allowed to do because anybody else who does this would have drove me crazy. She cuts me off and she's like, Willie D's. And I'm like chuckling because it's, it's, it's cute. I like the sound of that. And what's funny is Jay does the exact same thing when she says it. Then she goes, the taste of New Orleans. And in my head, I'm like, she's strong arming me. And she's G-checking me, telling me without opposition, I'm going to do your commercial. If you want to be gang, you want to be down what we got going on down here, this is what's going to happen. But I was all for it because as she's playing in her head what she wants to say, my mind and my heart started to smile because I knew at that moment this is something that was near and dear to her to want to be a part of too. And she clearly had this vision for me and loving me and wanting me to succeed. And she wanted to be a part of that. And I was like, anytime time someone has that type of energy towards something, it always works out for me as well. I said to her, can you send 
me the 30 second voiceover or write it out and we'll I'll help you try to like record it. She's like, I already have it done. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So she goes, Willie D seasoning, the taste of New Orleans. Want that Creole flavor? And she goes and she goes and she goes, put some Willie D's on it. And it was perfect. It makes you smile. It's loud and bright. It's Nola. It's it's Louisiana. It's just, it's just, it is a perfect introduction to the Hulu Disney World where we've been praying for and I couldn't have asked for something better. It made it Nola. It made it good. It's it's everything we wanted to be able to roll with the big boys. And you look at it, you're gonna you're gonna say, Yeah, that 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 can compete. That can compete with we won't say the names, but that can compete with that. I honestly don't even know how we could have launched a commercial without that authenticness that we wanted. I worked hard on constructing those flavors and the seasoning to give you that holy trinity in that soul and to remember when I got there what I was tasting and trying to convey that in those bottles. It's so much more than just seasoning. It's feelings that when you sprinkle that the bottles on your food and you start to cook with it, I just want you to be able to smell that, taste that, and take that journey that I had with me. There are four bottles, and there's different stages of that trip within those bottles. Miss Bordeaux um, did perfect in inserting herself, <laughs> in inserting her soul and her ideas on that commercial and lending us her voice because I just don't know if I could have conveyed that right off back with that type of commercial. And it just brings me back to no matter what stage of the game I'm in and whatever, whether it's personal, whether it's business, just being authentic to what we love and what feels good to us is always worked out for us. And this is why I say you have to just stand in that and say, no, this is what I am. This is what I want. This is how I feel. This one makes me feel good. And I, that's one thing I do is always chase that feel-good feeling that doing projects within my business gives me. If I go to start a project and it doesn't feel good, I just don't do it because you end up kicking yourself in the butt like, I knew I shouldn't have did that. It didn't even feel right. So being authentic in who you are and what you love is what's going to get you further in life and in business. And that's just the lesson in that. And she had to insert herself on me and, and like G check me because where we were going with it, I was, I was going towards that way out of the lack of what I thought was the options. And I said, I don't really have this many options and said studies have said X, Y, and Z people respond to X, Y, and Z. And that really wasn't what our brand was. And that didn't capture what we wanted it to capture. Like that's not Willie D's said voiceover from said uh, ethnic ethnicity wouldn't have not captured that. But, you know, again, that's standing true to what you believe in as well. When you get intel and you get information, you still have to make a decision. So thank you for lending us your voice for our first ever national Willie D's commercial. I love you. I really appreciate it. I think that when you guys start to see it on your Hulu feed, you're going to love it too. And now you actually know the story behind it.
So remember how I said for some reason every year around this time, I get this urge to cook Creole Cajun recipes nonstop for weeks straight? (laughs) Well, one of the things I remember is this crawfish stew that we caught while we were there. I was reluctant to even taste the stew because I seen chunks of tomatoes in the stew. And for me, tomatoes is one of those fruits or vegetables, depending on who you ask, (laughs) that I'm extremely particular about. You'll never in a million years see me salt a tomato and bite into it. Look, I almost, and bite into it like some psychopaths do. But I am one to love a slow roasted tomato sauce. I love fresh pico de gallo. But just a raw slice of tomato, God no, okay? So Creole gravy, and the Creole gravy that swims in the orzo in this recipe with the black and Chilean sea bass is so sultry and mature that it defies all laws that my tongue holds about tomatoes. It's something so contradicting that my tongue just says, okay, all right, this is better. This is, this is fine. I'm good with this because this makes sense. Anything beyond that does not make sense for me. When you ask me, like if you were to ask me, do I like tomatoes? Even before you get the tea out, I'm going to tell you no. That is how deep of a hate I have for raw tomatoes. <laughs> but I swear by this recipe. So you are going to need for this recipe a really good piece of quality Chilean sea bass. And it's quite expensive, um, depending on what you consider uh, to be expensive for fish. But it's, it's a little bit more on the pricier side. But Chilean sea bass is really, really natural, rich in flavor, and it's meaty without being fishy. For certain fish, depending on where you source it, is fishy, and certain fish is fishy regardless. Like catfish is one of those fish that are just is fishy. Once you season it with the woolly bees, that Creole seasoning, it will hold that flavor and form a nice blackened crust on the sea bass. Now, the Creole gravy for the orzo needs to be cooked with patience and layers. You slow cook the Creole gravy, carefully adding the ingredients that I give to you and letting those flavors marinate and marry each other is what is going to elevate elevate that sauce or excuse me, the gravy. I call it Creole gravy. And you need to let it marinate and, and, and work with each other before you go and add more flavor because you can over season something or you can add too many flavors in it and it just throws it off and it doesn't make it as mature and sultry as you want it to be. So you're going to slow cook the Creole gravy, carefully adding those ingredients. Then when it's at a really good point, it's not to the point where it's done, but it's not raw. You're going to combine the orzo that's halfway cooked in there and then let it do its thing. This recipe is like a recipe that you're going to be able to flex with with your people when they come over. 
I'm actually adding this to my romantic meals list and I have like a list of meals that I think are just extremely romantic and I love to cook them for people that I love. Um, I switch it up a little bit because you know I can't be giving the new dog the old tricks, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but yes, the Creole gravy is something you might want to make in general and then just store. Once the Creole orzo is done, spoon that in the middle of your plate, lay carefully lay the black and Chilean sea bass on top and garnish it with a seared lemon that you cooked in like a garlic butter sauce. It is going to be so amazing. And sit down and actually enjoy this meal. Don't just rush and eat this on the fly. This is meant to sit down with and enjoy with a glass of wine or a really, really good bourbon drink. So when you cook this, send me pictures, videos, let me know how it comes out. Send me voice notes with the comments of the things we talked about as well. I would love to add them to the next podcast as we continue on with this new journey with the Flavor House podcast. Interact with me and I would just love to talk to you guys. Let's talk about transparency throughout the week. Um, when this releases, let's talk about this recipe. Let's talk about being G-Checked. All those things we talked about, let's talk about. And send me some voice notes, email me, all that good stuff. So this concludes the very first episode of the Flavor House Podcast. Woo! <laughs> Isn't it so exciting? I look forward to being here the same time, same place next week. And until we meet again, eat good food and chill the fuck out. <laughs> I'm Maya Nicole signing off and I'll talk to you soon.